this is what I want y'all to know today. Nobody in our lives ever like sets out to feel this feelingless feeling, right? Because if y'all are like me, when you get a cavity and you have to have a feeling done, anybody show me your hand if you've ever had that happen. You've had you've had a feeling. Does anybody in here like that feeling that the Novocaine and you just sit there like this the whole day? And y'all might not have big lips like me, so you walk around drooling and biting yourself all day. You know what I'm talking about. Anybody? <sighs> Leah. Leah looks at me like, what are you doing? I'm eating my hamburger. Your hamburger's right there. You're eating your lip, right? No one likes that feeling. But we look to feel that way in our own lives. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We didn't start there. So how did we end up there? Like, how did we get like this? How did it get to this point? I'm glad you guys. That's what we're going to talk about today, everybody. Can we pray together? God, I just believe that you want to do something crazy in this place. You've already done something amazing this morning. And I believe you told me while we were worshiping today that this is the service. I don't know what that means yet, but I'm excited to experience it. And so, God, just do what only you can do in this place. Right where you sit, guys. Right where you sit with your heads bowed and eyes closed. This is what I want you to do is just pray to yourself. You can pray out loud. If I think it's powerful when God's people say stuff out loud and, and, and just declare things and, and believe things and ask for things out loud. But if you're scared or embarrassed to do that, do it right in the quietness of your seat. And I just want you to pray to yourself right now, Lord, speak to me. Whatever I need, you do it. You do it. You speak to me, Lord. I'm willing and able to do whatever you call me and ask me to do. So, Lord, speak to me today and change me exactly the way that I need it. Lord, that's my prayer. Even though I'm preaching, God, I need that so bad because I know how numb I get and how numb I want to get. So, Lord, move in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, it's been, man, it's been a good morning. And I... My favorite song currently is what we're finishing with, and I'll just say y'all get ready because it's, it's amazing. Here's how I think we ended up getting to this word, because I really thank you, Jesus, for a sweat rag, because we know we're going to need it today, everybody. But like, here's how I think we ended up here is, do y'all know this feeling? I'm tired. I've been through a lot. In my, in my life, in my job today, with my kids today. Everybody that has kids in here, if you don't talk to me right now, I'm going to throw this. This is a boomerang. Y'all don't know about it. You know, come right back. I'm going to hit you because y'all know what I'm talking about. If, if you've got a job and you got kids and you got this and this and this and you get home and you go, good gosh, the only time that I can be free is in the... Some of y'all are on the same page with me. Can you bring me that, best friend? Hastin will peek in the door. What are you doing, Daddy? Hey, man. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. I, I brought some props up because I think you're going to understand. But the reason that I think we get to this point in our lives, even if we didn't set out to do it, like some of y'all know this feeling of, of like, I'm just going to have one beer, right? Y'all stay with me. I do not believe it's a sin to have one beer, but I believe it's a sin to drink till you're numb. <laughs> Pastor, I don't feel like it, so I just take the Ativan. 
so that I feel, what's the word? It's not numb. It's numb. Everybody say numb. You got to say it with some bass. Pump up the volume bass. All right. No, no, y'all aren't with me today. I need some people to talk to me because this is fun if y'all will talk to me. But like, we want that feeling. And so some of y'all have been through life circumstances and you're like, I was there and I was ready, but now I just want to feel nothing. If that's you today, I'm with you. Oftentimes when I walk in the door and I've dealt with something or talked to three or four people and it's been good or it's been bad, that's really beside the point. Leah will say to me, can you tell me about it? And I say, no, nah, I don't really feel like it. I just want to do nothing and watch TV and watch the Olympics. And, and, and I know ping pong's on and I don't care nothing about watching ping pong. But if the U.S. is playing, we sway it. Like, right, let's do this. And so I got my gold medal shoes on that the worship team got me. Praise the Lord. I honor you back because y'all, my birthday present, tomorrow's my birthday, praise the Lord. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And I do love the Olympics. But I just, the, the, the reason that I said that, or we play video games, men, or, or ladies, you want to go shopping and you don't even have a dollar and it doesn't matter. You just want to look at it, right? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And we want to get to the point that we just have, we're thoughtless. I say this all the time. If you have a job that you have to think a lot and it, and it, and it strains you, but you physically might sit in a desk. I say all the time, I just wish I worked in a ditch sometimes. I wish I was working outside and I could just wire stuff. Or I wish I could just work in an attic like I used to do with my pops. I do not want to do that, y'all. <laughs> but like I, sometimes it just feels that way. Is anybody with me? Yeah. Last Sunday, when we left church, I was going to one of my best friends in the world's wife. Uh, had a birthday last weekend. Um, so we were celebrating a birthday on Sunday. And uh, his parents lived close to us, but we were having a little birthday dinner. And so it was all good. I, I got in here. Haston was with me. I punched in Google Maps. Y'all should use that if you don't. Do, 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 because if you ask for directions, you got a cell phone, everybody. Okay, so that's, that's free. So I punched it in. Press go. Okay. And I'm like, here we go. Put in the little holder thing. We're good. Let's jam to some music. And I just see this thing on my phone go, da, 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 and then lines happen. These, these squiggly white things. I'm like, sorry, Mug, I don't want to restart you because then I'm going to have to punch it in when, when I'm driving down the road. So I press the little button things to, to restart it that you're supposed to do. And I hold it down. And I hold it down. And I'm still, on Sunday of next week, I can still be holding it down and ain't doing nothing, everybody. So I had to get my iPad out. I finally realized that FaceTime leave. Like, I don't know what's going on. I need you to send me that address because I can't find the address. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. I don't know what to do right now. This is getting crazy up in this mug. And so I found where we were going. And on Thursday, I got a new cell phone. And so I was walking around. And I had to use an iPhone 5 for the week, y'all. The iPhone 5 is tiny. I don't know if y'all remember it. But it fits like inside the palm of my hand. And so I'm just walking around like this all week. Like I was putting my pinky out because I feel like it's what you Hello, how you doing? That's, that's got nothing to do with But listen, this is next. Some of y'all need to talk to me. We don't think about our cell phone and that we, that I just go through the motions. You know what I'm talking about? Like it works. You plug it in. Hopefully you plug it in. Sometimes some people in my family forget to plug it in. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm, I'm, I'm. Y'all that are being quiet are good, but y'all are lying, okay? So, 
I'm just playing. Leah's really good about not doing that. But, but all joking aside, we, we, we just go through the motions. We just we plug in our phone. She's good about actually plugging it in is what I was trying to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure we're on the same page. In Jesus' name. But, like, I, we don't think about that, right? It's just a cell phone. You just go through the motions, and it's all good, and it, no big deal. And it plug, Until that joker stops working, and you don't know where you're going. Or you need to call somebody, and it's important. You're hurting they come to you called Joe Bieber or something. Like when that happens, y'all. All right. But this is the one that I really was, was, I had this in my notes ahead of time because this is the one thing, y'all, one thing that I think about more than anything else. If y'all get easily offended, welcome to the offended bus because y'all are going to be there today. But this is what, this, oh, I'm pretty regular guy, okay? I eat and then you do what you do after you eat. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Number two, Okay. So, like, hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity guy. I'm not just a home guy. So wherever we are, whatever you got to do, you just got to do your thing, if y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> but, like, at my house, Lee and I share a bathroom like you would expect. And, like, we got these, these things, right, that you can put, like, 47 rolls of toilet paper in, <laughs> right? So you should never run out of toilet paper. I'm telling y'all, it's God is my witness and you. At least once a week. I'm reading, I'm, and it's private time, y'all. Thank God, the ones that have kids, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's pri- you are all alone, and you just with the line. I, I'll do whatever in the bathroom while I'm doing my thing. Reading, it's wonderful, and then I get done. Hashtag straight out of TP. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, if I could describe my life, and one thing, this would probably be it. I'm sitting down. I'm like, there's no way. And this is every time. I'm letting y'all way too far in today, so don't take advantage of this. But this is what it's like. It's our, our bathroom, our bedroom's upstairs. Our and this is what Leah hears. She's, she's probably downstairs with the kids and doing her thing. And I, she just hears it. Three of them every time. And then she can't hear me, so I just, I don't say words. I just say that, and she knows that my old Laney go take about 14 rolls of toilet paper up to dad so we don't run out. And I don't, I don't walk into the bathroom and the first thing I think, I should, but I don't think, I hope they have TP, right? It's just, it's just there. It's like, what, what does it cost, 20 cents for a roll of toilet paper? And I don't really care about it until it ain't any. <laughs> and, then, and then those rare moments where Leah's not home, Two microphones to point them at both of y'all. <laughs> it's rough. And it's because in life, we're very comfortable going through the motions and just doing our thing and not worrying about it. And I feel like that's kind of how we are as Christians. We didn't get here because we wanted to get here, y'all. The problem in our country and in our world is not solved by the next president or the next senator or the next governor or the next whatever it's, it's, it's changed and shifted when God's people change it and shift it. But, but listen, we got all those things in our life that we're going through. Students, you got school coming up. You dang sure don't want to go back to school unless you're not like I was, everybody. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have 17th grade, somebody. But like, I went to college. That's why I 17. I'll help y'all out. 13, 14, 15, 16. Okay. But like, thank God, I'm, I don't, I'm not looking to try to go to high school again, and I'm thankful, but, but I loved my high school experience, and I loved getting to teach high school and coach. 
But even when you're doing your thing, even on a team, y'all, that we're so passionate we try to win, when you put on your pads every day or you, you put on your basketball clothes, you play volleyball or you do whatever you do, eventually those practice have to practice. It's monotonous and I get tired of it. I want y'all to know today that if you don't leave with anything else, this is what you can leave with. The enemy is not trying to destroy you all at once. He's just trying to distract you and make you one thing. And I believe if we could describe the church, I've got one word that describes it, and I've got the definition for you. It's the word apathy or numb or that, meh, no big deal feeling. And this is how we feel. Someone else will get it. I know that person needs love and needs help and needs whatever, but someone else will do it. I know that I should share and shine my light like a few of us crazy people were doing with our cell phones at the beginning of the service because that's what he's called us to do. And he's called us a city set on a hill that can't be hidden as the body of Christ. Not four points, but capital C church. But somebody else will do it. I just want to feel nothing. That's why, by the way, Ephesians 5, 18 says, don't get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with something, but it ain't that something that we're being filled with, everybody. And this is why the, the church and me, oftentimes we're apathetic, meaning it's a suppression of passion. If I am playing against you in a, in a sport, if you're better than me, and I know I can't beat you. If I can just make you passionless or going through the motions. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all take it for what it's worth, but I'm telling y'all, I really believe Golden State in the NBA Finals, like I've never watched, just stay with me, you'll understand. When they were up three games to one, they kind of took a deep breath. And they had it, quote unquote, they thought they had it. As soon as I get you to think you got it, I don't care if you're up 15 at halftime. If I can make you believe that, that you've got it, then I got you because my passion and my will and my determination can beat you at what you're doing, even though you're better than me. That is all the enemy wants to do for us because if he's got us there, then he's got this world right where he wants it. He's the prince of the power of the air and the king of this world, and he has no power over us. But in our minds and in our situations and in our circumstances and everything that we go through and do, it just leads to that. Ugh, numbness mentality. It's, it's a suppression of my emotions and my excitement because when I come into church, it's just what I've got to do, not what I get to do. When the pastor calls me to give, I turn everything off because it's what I've got to do, not what I get to do. When everybody's raising their hands, I just look around and feel like, why are they doing that? Are they making this up? That's what i got to do. That's not what I get to do. And I lose interest or concern altogether. And I look across, and the things that I then start pointing out is everything that you're not not what we are in Christ. And I then press you down and push you down and I start thinking the worst about people and devastation takes place. I want y'all to know today the enemy of love is not hate. That's the opposite. The enemy of love is apathy. If I can just make you in your marriage ap apathetic and apathy can be the culture of your home, love eventually will leave. That's good and no one's talking to me in this place. Is anybody here? And that is a bunch of y'all's marriages. And you want me to come in and you're in my office and you want to say, Pastor, just wave the wand over my life. I can't make you not apathetic. You've got to. I don't know if this is the Lord or this is my, but I, the root word of apathetic and the inside word is pathetic. 
And I believe Satan just wants to make us that so he can look down and laugh on us. Because he's up there, not in heaven, right above us. And he's just looking down on the church going, I told you, Lord, if you just give me some power, they can't do anything. Do you know what Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says? It says that all authority has been given to us to stomp on the serpent and the snake and the enemy. And I'm so afraid of that big bad devil that I hide and run and I create hells of my own creation and I just want to feel numb. And we hang our hat on everything that we do, y'all. And then we start judging other people. Well, you didn't do as much as I did this week. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Just so I can feel like you love me enough to I, so I can keep going because everything that I do has to be man giving me that pat on the back. John, who wrote the book of John and who was called the beloved disciple, the closest one to Jesus while Jesus was on the earth, then wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John as a letter and then wrote Revelation. If you've ever tried to read Revelation, you probably said, what in the crud did I just read, everybody? But the last verse of chapter 1, verse 20, speaks about the lampstand and the stars and explains it, that the stars are, are to the messengers, the pastors, and that we're in the palm of his hand. I need you to know today that if you have been given the love of Jesus and inside of you is the blood of Jesus and now the Holy Spirit is living inside of you and flowing through you, you are a messenger of the gospel of Jesus, not just a man standing with a microphone. And that means that in, your, in the right hand of the Father, in Jesus, Jesus is holding you as a star. A representation of the seven is just the seven churches, everybody. And I know this is a lot, but stay with me. And the authority that you've been given to stomp on those snakes and servants isn't because you all of a sudden have these insights and you're smart, but because in Christ, he is below me and beneath me, the enemy is now, and nothing can stop me at that point. And then there's the lampstand. And the lampstand is a representation. Now, this is important because I'm about to read it to you. But, but it's a representation of the light that he has put on his church. And these seven specifically were symbolic because it was the seven regions at the time. But futuristic looking, like today, that's us. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. We are the light of the world. And if I can make you, who's the light, just be a little bit dimmer, a little bit dark, or just look like everything else, then I've got you. So apathy is reigning supreme. And this is what he said. I feel like Ephesians and Ephesus in that current day in modern day church. I feel like this is us, y'all. Because we're doing a lot of the right stuff, y'all. The church, we're doing a lot of good things. But look at this. To the angel. That just means messenger. And in this case, it's pastor, not wings, dude. To the, y'all with me? I had to check. Of the church in Ephesus, write the words of him who holds Jesus, the seven stars in his right hand. That's authority. That's the strength. Who walks among the seven golden lampstands. And so through you, he's lighting through, but he's not here. He's, by the way, I just need to say this. Jesus never gets up from his throne. Did you know that? Did y'all know that? We can't make Jesus get up because he said in John 14, 15, and 16, if we would read them and really believe what this same guy wrote through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm leaving something better. Than me being here, I'm going to leave my spirit to live in you, flow through you, and that's how the light flows in and out of the church. About to preach, y'all better stay with me. Verse 2, a little sweat, come on. I know your works. Listen, I know what you've been doing. I know the toil 
and your patient endurance. I know that you've been going and been going. I know that you're trying to tell people about me. I know that you're serving at the church. I know everything that you're doing. I know, I know, I know. And you can't bear that evil junk in the world. And you test those who call themselves apostles and are not and have found them to be false. I know all these things and that's great. Verse 3. I know you're enduring patience and bearing up for my name's sake, which is what our, our life's mission is, is to he leads me down a path of righteousness for his name's sake. And all those things are awesome. And you have not grown weary. You've kept going. So this is good news, right? But there's one thing that I hold against you. You forgot one thing. Like, you got all these things right, but you forgot one thing. You're working hard. You're doing your thing. You're working hard. Some of y'all in this room, you know your, your spirit gifts, and, and you can stand up, and you can prophesy. You can do all these amazing things, but, but you forgot one thing. But you forgot one thing, verse 4. But I have this one thing against you. This is Jesus speaking to, to a church that's doing good, that you have abandoned the love you had it first. You've abandoned it. Everybody that's not married in here, I need you to stay with me. Because someday maybe you will be or someday you want to be. I'm going to speak to the married people. But I'm speaking to you as well. This week on Thursday, we celebrated 15 years being married. Praise the Lord. And go ahead. And I told you on our date night what I'm going to tell y'all today the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm telling you. We've, we've seen some amazingly beautiful. We've been blessed. But when at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when the church doors, two, the two doors opened and the music started playing and my bride started walking down the aisle, whoo, son, I'm just telling you. Every time I see a picture of Leah in her wedding dress, I, I, I remember. Somebody say Remember. Because we forgot. I remember. I shouldn't remember on August 4th every year. I should remember every day the love and the amazing emotion and commitment and passionate love. I'm not trying to be gross or funny, but that erotic feeling that you have that for many of y'all has gone away because it's just my old lady now, guys. And so we date the internet instead of our wives. No one talks on that one. That's interesting because it's new and fresh. Y'all, I was, I was a basket case when the door opened. Leah still got it on video. Every once in a while she watches it. I'm not sure if she watches it to be amazed by my love or to laugh at my lips, everybody, because they shook the room when I started. Pearson had to lean over and rub my back because he was one of the groomsmen and he felt bad for me. He's like, this dude's about to pass out because he's crying. But it wasn't sad. It was overwhelmed with joy. When I first said yes to Jesus and trusted him as Savior, there was a realization in my heart and life and a new and a fresh and a love that I realized that he first loved me. And it's not just feeling, y'all. Don't miss this. It's the truth. If it was just feeling, I wouldn't still be with this woman today, and she doggone sure wouldn't still be with me because the turd comes out in me a lot, y'all. Jerk. But it was commitment. Remember, remember what apathy is? 
lack of commitment. What apathy is, that feeling of numbness. And in many of our marriages, it just feels numb because it's the same old thing, same old job. Same, in, in your relationships with friends that, that you were once close to, in the relationships with family that you haven't spoken to in 10 years, it's just numb. I just don't want to deal with it. That's, isn't that what we say? I just don't want to deal with it. There's some things that we need to fight for, everybody. And those are, those are the things. That's, that's a good fight. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your family. Fight for God's people. It's not out of anger. It's the opposite of that. But for most of us, there's some compartment of our lives that God can't have and can't touch because I am just numb to it. And I don't want to feel it. Then no matter what is spoken into my life, I push it away and say, nah. Sin becomes regular. It becomes normal. It becomes okay. It becomes common. And then it becomes good. That's what I want to do. And then I repeat habits that I never thought I would get into. And I find myself in this deep, dark, low place. And I say, how did we get here? How did a place that it's free to worship anyone that we want to worship and do anything that we want to do to start a business if we want to? We are so blessed to be Americans. And yet I find more hate across racial lines and gender lines inside the church than outside the church. We have segregated churches all over America today, and it disgusts me. And it's because I'm numb to you if you don't look like me, sound like me, or act like me. I can't put myself in your shoes because I'm not you, so I refuse to because it's easier. I'm preaching to somebody in here, but I don't hear any talking. Don't we just want to just go through life sometimes and just say, life would just be easier. Y'all ever said this? Life would just be easier if I just didn't have to deal with this. People don't just wake up one day and think, it's not worth it. I'm going to end it. There's, there's no love. So here's my question to y'all. Where's the love and the honor? The honor's not just my brothers and sisters that serve in the military, y'all get it very well. But I believe that what Deuteronomy 28 says, and maybe I'm crazy, but I believe we're God's people now based on what Romans 11 says. And he's called me and you to be the head and not the tail, to be the lender and not the bar, to be the first and not the last. He's called us to lead the way in all of these things. And when we're not leading the way in love and honor, why do we expect an organization or a president or anyone else to lead the way? It's our job to rid the world of poverty. It's our job to love people right where they are. And yet what we do is say, they got themselves into this mess. They can get themselves out. What if God said that about us? Where would we be? Come on. I just feel numb, Pastor. I need y'all to know this today, no matter how hard you try. And I believe that there are unbelievable gifts that I'm going to talk about at the end. But I need y'all to hear this. There's God has placed his stuff in you, and he's made you like him. He made you in his image. He made you to reproduce after his own kind, not white Mark Pangle, but God and so when I'm reproducing, it's, it's not Laney and Hasten that we're speaking of. It's his stuff in me and then flowing through. But if I do it and I do all these things, listen, if I can do everything that I can do, but I miss the point, then it hurts me. So there's one thing that I got to start with, and it's understanding this. Galatians 5, is the fruit of the Spirit. And the very first one mentioned, 
the fruit of his spirit in me. Not, not I'm going to try harder tomorrow. Listen, not I'm going to do more tomorrow. Not I'm going to be better tomorrow. The fruit of the spirit is love and then joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Not a new job. Not a new wife. Not a better school. God has placed you where he's placed you on purpose to be his love. And we look and say, I hate this. I'm not promising your circumstances are going to be fun. But I am promising you that when he took on sin and shame and death on the cross, it was far from fun, but he did it. And it pleased God to bruise his son for you. And I just remember when I hold stuff against people, how he doesn't hold things against me and it shifts something in me. Love is one of the hardest things to understand, the hardest things to do, and it's because all the time, here's why I think I get apathetic, y'all. Here's why I think I get numb. It's because I wake up in mornings and think, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do better today, Pastor. I'm going I, I, to get it. That's how y'all feel sometimes, isn't it? I'm gonna, I got it. I, this is going to happen today. I'm not going to talk down to my wife. I'm not going to say this to my kids. I'm not going to say this to my teachers. I, I'm going to be good today. It's going to work. And then my morning starts. And I don't feel the love anymore. I feel the something else, if y'all know what I'm talking about. And I'm angry. And I'm like, oh, this always happens to me. How does this stuff happen to me? And I get so mad and I get so bent out of shape. And it, and it might not be that. It might be this or it might be this. And it's circumstances and it's stuff that are meaningless. 1 Corinthians 13 is the chapter that it's called the love chapter in the Bible. And this is what I think is fascinating. In 12, we learn about the spirit gifts. And in 14, Paul goes through this amazing like test of how you should test prophecies and how you should test tongues and what you should do. And stuck in the middle like a sandwich, he's like, but hang on a second. Know this. If I speak in the tongues of men and have not love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. If I can prophesy and call down devils all around and I can do all these things, I have all the wisdom from God and all the knowledge and everything you can imagine, but I have not love, it's a waste, it's nothing. If I give, this is what, this is what verse 3 says, if I give up my body to be burned as a martyr, look at me, what I've done, God, but have not loved, I have gained nothing. Because it all is rooted in love. And it's not rooted in your love. It's rooted in his love in you. Because he loved first. And then verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not proud or arrogant. It's not rude. It doesn't insist on my own way. I, I love and loathe this chapter, y'all. Phew. It's not irritable. <laughs> Check. It's not resentful. It doesn't rejoice when bad things happen to people, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and believes all things. And it goes on to say, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, but when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And some of us think, Pastor, when I become a man, I'll give up childish things. But it is not talking about your physical age and stature. It's talking about your spiritual maturity in Christ. You can be 12 years old and be a man. And you can be 80 years old and be a child in God. And until I look and say, God, 
I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I've done this reading plan, which is good, by the way. You should read every day and get in tune with him. The only way to know God's will is to know God, and we know him through his word, and that is wonderful. But if you just read so that you don't, you're going to find yourself in the same place and feel numbness at 10 o'clock because even though you started your day at 7 with the Bible, you can pray for an hour every single day and feel numb. You can do everything that you want to do and check every box that you want to check, but if it is not rooted in the Holy Spirit of God filling you, covering you, and flowing out of you, you will feel miserable and you will just say this, I just want to feel nothing because I'm so irritable and resentful toward my own wife who I love more than anyone else on the planet, including my kids. But I just feel nothing sometimes. It's because I'm trying to do it on my own. Y'all, I just need you to know this. The best of us, the very best person you can think of in your mind, the moment I say, who's the best person you know? They are, at best, filthy rags in their good deeds in the eyes of God. But do you know what? Oh, my goodness gracious. Do you know what he calls you when he calls you? He calls you by name. And that name isn't Leah. And that name isn't Morgan. And that name isn't George. And that name isn't Brandon. That name is righteousness of God, son or daughter of the king, if you know him. He chooses not to remember what you are, and he chooses to remember who you are in him. I need to know, does anybody else appreciate that about our God in this place? Because that's the truth. And when I called to remembrance those things, like when those doors swung open at First Baptist North Spartanburg on August 4, 2001 at 2 o'clock and my bride walked in. Remember this, that's you. That's you. That's what you're called, the bride of Jesus. I love this so much. Look at John, or 1 John chapter 4. It says, whenever or whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son, God himself through his spirit lives in you, abides in him, and, and then him in God, or her in God, you in God. So we have come to know that word to know in the Hebrew. That word to know, if you look up in Genesis when Adam and Eve first procreated, it says Adam knew Eve and had Abel, and then Cain, and then Seth. It's the same picture of the intimacy that we can have with our Lord. He's not calling you to do for him. He doesn't need you to do anything for him. He holds all authority in his right hand. He just wants you to love him back. And remember that that, that intimacy is what he's called you to, that, that oneness, me and God, that you hopefully have with your spouse. And believe the love, the love, everybody say love, that God has for us. God is love. Not God can teach you to love, not God sometimes loves. That is who he is. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God in you. And a few verses before this, it says, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to pay the price for our sin. I just need you to know this today. There are unbelievable gifts inside of every one of you. Listen carefully that you haven't even dreamed, that in, the, in your wildest imagination, you couldn't even believe what God wants to, not can, not might, wants to do through you, what his perfect will is for your life. 
But as long as you set out to accomplish it, it'll always be aimless. It'll always be fleeting. And you'll never really accomplish it. And if I speak in the tongues of men, and y'all walk away and say, man, pastor brought it today. But it's not rooted in God's love. This is a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. If I call down fire from heaven and amazing things happen, and people say, man, that Mark, he can really do it. Jesus, through Paul, says, I gain nothing. I need y'all to know something. The only chance that we can change the world is not if we do church better than everybody else. What a joke. Why is better even an option? Why do we want that? The way that we change the world is if we become an army who fights for each other. Regardless of where we come from or what we look like, we fight for each other. We love overflowing abundantly with each other. We do life together. We serve together. And then we run out there to all the people that so desperately need God and we love them no matter what they've done, no matter where they've been because he loved us first and then we shine his light because that's what he's called us to do and we become his light but pastor you don't know, I got this bill coming up I got this coming up he got it and if you keep trying to fix it you'll feel that same numbness that you've always felt and this is the last thing and somebody needs this today There's somebody in this room, there were in the first service and there are in this service, where you've never felt love. The truth is, you may have said a prayer with a pastor or at your house or hope that you can punch your get out of hell free card someday. But God doesn't save you so that you miss hell and gain heaven. And he doesn't save you so that you go from bad to good. He saves you so you can go from dead to life and so that you can know love. And I can buy you whatever you want me to buy you and hug you as many times as you want to hug, but until you experience his love, you never really know love. And somebody in here needs love today for the very first time. This is all that love is, that he loves me first and I love him back. And I just simply declare, Jesus, I've tried all this stuff and I've done all these things and now I'm laying it all down. I love you back. Thank you for dying for me and living for me in the best way I know how the rest of my life. I love you. Guys, look at me this way. I believe some of y'all walked in here on the way to hell and are going to walk out of here on the way to heaven. And we're going to celebrate like crazy. I'm going to try to do a one-handed cartwheel because my right arm's still not strong enough and I'm going to go crazy with you. But this is your moment to receive love for the very first time. Will you bow with me? With your heads bowed and eyes closed. Pastor Mark, you were talking directly to me. I felt like my, my chest was about to come just my, my heart was going to beat out of my chest. It's crazy. I want to experience love for the very first time and trust Jesus as Savior. If that's you and you know that it's you, don't you let anything hold you back. Throw your hand up right where you are. Say, Pastor, that's me. Come on. I know there's people in this room that feel that way. You be bold enough to declare that to Jesus right now. Pastor, that's me. I want to declare that Jesus is Lord in my life for the very first time. I want to trust him as Savior. Where are you in the room? I'm going to give you a couple seconds. Just throw that hand up right where you are. Be bold in this room. If you feel hopeless and without love, man, this is the opportunity that a loving God wants to love you back. That's me, Pastor. That's me. I want everybody else to look at me. We can celebrate the fact that, Lord willing, everybody knows Jesus in the room. Unless I miss somebody. 
And if I did, just, just on your card, on the orange card that you got when you came in on the bulletin, if you'll just feel like I accepted Jesus as my Savior today, we'll, we'll help you take your next steps. You can drop it in the box when you leave. But listen to this. I think there's a call to action today. Like this feels like this not one of them we can just stay still because staying still is what we've been doing. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm asking y'all if you will commit with me for your family, for your teachers, at your job, that even though I'm not going to feel like it sometimes, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And everybody around me may think I'm crazy, and they do sometimes. Y'all, I'm just going to be honest with you. They think I'm crazy. But they're going to know love. Not because I'm going to do better, but because what he's going to do in and through me. And if you know God's talking to you, I'm asking everybody to look around. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to sing my, it's probably my favorite song right now, Here is in Heaven. I just want you to stand to your feet right now if you know that's you, and you'll commit to that in this room to fight for each other and to be about love. If that's you in this room and you know that that 1 Corinthians 13 is not how everybody would describe you in your life. But from this day forward, being filled with the Holy Spirit is what I'm going to be all about. If that's you, just stand up wherever you are all around the room. God, you see us. You knew before we stood. You know the hairs on our head. You love us so much. And right now, Lord, the commitment that we're making is that your will be done here as it is in heaven. Not so that people know our name, but because if they know about us and the love that we have received, they'll know you, and they so desperately need you. God, in this moment, I don't know what you want to do, but I just, I just know that you want to do something right now, in this moment. And so as we sing this song, whatever you want to do, whatever needs to take place, God, do it right now. Spirit of God, Fill this place. I, I believe a revival in people's hearts is going to start moving and changing. God, revivals have to start in the individual's heart through love. That is the root of everything is your love for us. Holy Spirit, fill us, change us, and move us. And in this moment through worship, we're going to lift up your name that's above every name because we love you, Jesus. We commit to being a house that loves you more than we love ourselves. We love you, Jesus. Spirit, move in this place. We love you. Amen. Y'all sing with us.